Chapter Twenty Two of Callista by John Henry Newman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Jucundus propounds his view of the situation. For thirty-six hours, Agellius had been confined in his underground receptacle, light being almost excluded, a bench and a rug being his means of repose, and a full measure of bread, wine, and olives being his dole the shrieks and yells of the rioters could be distinctly heard in his prison as the day of his seizure went on and they passed by the temple of astarte but what happened at his farm and how it fared with cecilius he had no means of conjecturing nor indeed how it was to fare with himself for on the face of the transaction as was in form the fact he was in the hands of a law and only indulged with the house of a relative for his prison on the second night he was released by his uncle's confidential slave who brought him up to a small back closet on the ground floor which was lighted from the roof and next morning being the second day after the riot jucundus came in to have his confidential conversation with him his uncle began by telling him that he was a government prisoner but that he hoped by his influence in high places to get him off and out of sicca without any prejudice to his honour he told him that he had managed it privately and if he had treated him with apparent harshness up to the evening before it was in order to save appearances with the apparitors who had attended him he then went on to inform him that the mob had visited his cottage and had caught some man there he supposed some accomplice or ally of his nephew's they had seized him and were bringing him off but the fellow had been clever enough to effect his escape he did not know more than this but it had happened very fortunately for the general belief in the place was that it was agellius who had been taken and who had managed to give them the slip since it could not any longer be safely denied that he was a christian though he jucundus did not think so himself he had encouraged or rather had given his confirmation to the report and when some persons who had means of knowing had asserted that the culprit was double the age of his nephew and more and not at all of his make or description but a sort of slave or rather that he was the slave of agellius who had belonged to his father strabo jucundus had boldly asserted that agellius in the emergency had availed himself of some of the remarkably powerful charms which christians were known to possess and had made himself seem what he really was not in order to escape detection it had not indeed answered the purpose entirely for he had actually been taken but no blame in the charm which perhaps after all had enabled him to escape however agellius was gone he told people and a good riddance and he hoped never to see him again but you see my dear boy he concluded this was all talk for the occasion for i hope you will live here many years in respectability and credit i intend you should close my eyes when my time comes and inherit whatever i have to leave you for as to that fellow juba he inspires me with no confidence in him at all agellius thanked his uncle with all his heart for his kind and successful efforts on his behalf he did not think there was a word he had said in the future he had sketched for him which he could have wished altered but he thought jucundus over sanguine much as he should like to live with him and tend him in his old age 
he did not think he should ever be permitted to return to sicca he was a christian and must seek some remote corner of the world or at least some city where he was unknown every one in sicca would point at him as the christian he would experience a thousand rubs and collisions even if the mob did not rise against him without corresponding advantage on the other hand he would have no influence but were he in the midst of a powerful and widely extended community of christians he might in his place do work and might extend the faith as one of a number unknown himself and strong in his brethren he therefore proposed as soon as possible to sell his effects and stock and retire from the sight of men at least for a time you think this persecution then will be soon at an end asked jucundus i judge by the past answered agellius there have been times of trial and of rest hitherto and i suppose it will be so again and one place has hitherto been exempt from the violence of our enemies when another has been the scene of it a new time is coming trust me said jucundus gravely those popular commotions are all over what happened two days ago is a sample of what will come of them they have received their coup de grace the state is taking up the matter rome itself thank the gods a tougher sort of customer than these villain rat-catchers and awful eaters whom you had to do with two days since great rome is now at length in earnest my boy which she ought to have been a long time back before you were born and then you know he nodded you would have had no choice you wouldn't have had the temptation to make a fool of yourself well then answered agellius if a new time is really coming there is less chance than ever of my continuing here now be a sensible fellow as you are when you choose said his uncle look the matter in the face do you cannot wrestle with impossibilities you cannot make facts to pattern there are lawful religions there are illicit christianity is illicit it is not tolerated that's not your fault you cannot help it you would if you could you can't now you have observed your point of honour you have shown you can stand up like a man and suffer for your own fancy still rome does not give way and you must make the best of it you must give in and you are far too good i don't compliment i speak my mind far too amiable excellent sweet a boy for so rascally a superstition there is something stronger than rome said the nephew almost sternly jucundus cut him short agellius he said you must not say that in this house you shall not use that language under my roof i'll not put up with it i tell you take your treason elsewhere this accursed obstinacy he said to himself but i must take care what i am doing then aloud well we both of us have been railing no good comes of railing railing is not argument but now i say do be sensible if you can is not the imperial government in earnest now better late than never but it is now in earnest and now mark my words by this day five years 
five years at the utmost i say by this day five years there will not be a single ragamuffin christian in the whole roman world and he looked fierce ye gods rome rome has swept from the earth by her very breath conspiracies confederacies plots against her without ever failing she will do so now with this contemptible jew-begotten foe in what are we enemies to rome jucundus said agellius why will you always take it for granted take it for granted answered he is it not on the face of the matter i suppose they are enemies to a state whom the state calls its enemies besides why a pother of words swear by the genius of the emperor invoke the dea roma sacrifice to jove no not a bit of it not a whisper not a sign not a grain of incense you go out of your way to insult us and then you come with a grave face and say you are loyal you kick our shins and you wish us to kiss you on both cheeks for it a few harmless ceremonies we are not entrapping you we are not using your words against yourselves we tell you the meaning beforehand the whole meaning of them it is not as if we tied you to the belief of the nursery we don't say if you burn incense you profess to believe that old jupiter is shivering atop of olympus we, we don't say you swear by the genius of caesar therefore he has a genius black or white or piebald <laughs> no we give you the meaning of the act it is a mere expression of loyalty to the empire if then you won't do it you confess yourself ipso facto disloyal it is incomprehensible and he had become quite red my dear uncle said agellius i give you my solemn word that the people whom you so detest do pray for the welfare of the imperial power continually as a matter of duty and as a matter of interest pray pray fudge and nonsense cried jucundus almost mimicking him in his indignation pray pray who thanks you for your prayers what's the good of prayers prayers indeed ha ha a little loyalty is worth all the praying in the world i'll tell you what agellius you are i'm sorry to say it but you are hand and glove with a set of traitors who shall and will be smoked out like a nest of wasps you don't know you are not in the secret nor the wretched slave poor beast who was pulled to pieces yesterday ah uh, you don't know of him at the flamens nor a multitude of other idiots but do you see and he checked up his head significantly there are puppets and there are wires few know what is going on they won't have done unless we put them down but we will till they have toppled down the state but rome will put them down come be sensible listen to reason now i am going to put facts before my poor dear well-meaning boy oh that you saw things as i do what a trouble you are to me here am i my dearest uncle jucundus cried agellius i assure you it is the most intense pain to me very well very well 
interrupted the uncle in turn i believe it of course i believe it but listen listen every now and then he continued in a more measured and lower tone every now and then the secret is blabbed blabbed there was that tertullianus of carthage some fifty years since he wrote books books have done a great deal of harm before now but read his books read and ponder the fellow has the insolence to tell the proconsul that he and the whole government the whole city and province the whole roman world the emperors all but the pitiful clique to which he belongs are destined after death to flames for ever and ever there's loyalty but the absurdity is greater than the malevolence rightly are the fellows called atheists and men haters our soldiers our statesmen our magistrates and judges and senators and the whole community all worshippers of the gods every one who crowns his head every one who loves a joke and all our great historic names heroes and worthies the scipios the decii brutus caesar cato titus trajan antoninus are inmates not of the elysian fields if elysian fields there be but of tartarus and will never find a way out of it that man tertullianus is nothing to us uncle answered agellius a man of great ability but he quarrelled with us and left us i can't draw nice distinctions said jucundus your people have quarrelled among themselves perhaps on an understanding we can't split hairs it's the same with your present hierophant at carthage cyprianus nothing can exaggerate i am told the foulness of his attack upon the gods of rome upon romulus the augurs the ancilia the consuls and whatever a roman is proud of as to the imperial city itself there's hardly one of their high priests that has not died under the hands of the executioner as a convict the precious fellows take the title of pontifex maximus bless their impudence well my boy this is what i say be if you will so preternaturally sour and morose as to misconceive and mislike the innocent graceful humanizing time-honoured usages of society be so for what i care if this is all but it isn't all such misanthropy is wisdom absolute wisdom compared with the titanic presumption and audacity of challenging to single combat the sovereign of the world go and kick down mount atlas first <laughs> you have it all your own way jucundus answered his nephew and so you must move in your own circle round and round there's no touching you if you first assume your premises and then prove them by means of your conclusion my dear agellius said his uncle giving his head a very solemn shake take the advice of an old man when you are older than you are you will see better who is right and who is wrong you'll be sorry you despised me a true a prudent an experienced friend you will shake yourself come do why should you link your fortunes in the morning of life with desperate men only because your father in his last feeble days was entrapped into doing so i really will not believe that you are going to throw away hope and life on so bad a bargain 
can't you speak a word here you've let me speak and won't say one syllable for yourself i don't think it kind of you thus adjured agellius began well he said it's a long history you see we start my dear uncle from different points how am i possibly to join issue with you i can only tell you my conclusion hope and life you say well my only hope my only life my only joy desire consolation and treasure is that i am a christian hope and life interrupted jucundus immortal gods life and hope in being a christian do i hear aright why man a prison brings despair not hope and the sword brings death not life by esculapius life and hope you choke me agellius life and hope you are beyond three antichiras life and hope if you were old if you were diseased if you were given over and had but one puff of life left in you then you might be what you would for me but your hair is black your cheek is round your limbs are strong your voice is full and you are going to make all these a sacrifice to hecate has your good genius fed that plump frame ripened those good looks nerved your arm bestowed that breadth of chest that strength of loins that straightness of spine that vigour of step only that you may feed the crows or to be torn on the rack scorched in the flame or hung on the gibbet is this your gratitude to nature what has been your price for what have you sold yourself speak man speak are you dumb as well as dement are you dumb i say are you dumb oh jucundus cried agellius irritated at his own inability to express himself or hold an argument if you did but know what it was to have the truth the christian has found the truth the eternal truth in a world of error that is his bargain that is his hire can there be a greater can i give up the truth but all this is punic or barber to you it certainly did pose jucundus for half a minute as if he was trying to take in not so much the sense as the words of his nephew's speech he looked bewildered and though he began to answer him at once it took several sentences to bring him into his usual flow of language after one or two exclamations the truth he cried this is what i understand you to say the, the truth the truth is your bargain i think i'm right the truth hm. what is truth what in heaven and earth do you mean by truth where did you get that cant what oriental tomfoolery is bamboozling you the truth he cried staring at him with eyes half of triumph half of impatience the truth jove help the boy the truth can truth pour me out a cup of melilotus can truth crown me with flowers can it sing to me can it bring glyceris to me drop gold into my girdle or cool my brows when fever visits me can truth give me a handsome suburban with some five hundred slaves or raise me to the duumvirate let it do this and i will worship it it shall be my god it shall be more to me than fortune fate rome or any other goddess on the list but i like to see and touch and feel and handle and weigh and measure what is promised me i wish to have a sample and an instalment i am too old for chaff 
eat drink and be merry that's my philosophy that's my religion and i know no better to-day is ours to-morrow is our children's after a pause he added bitterly if truth could get callista out of prison instead of getting her into it i should have something to say to truth callista in prison cried agellius with surprise and distress what do you mean jucundus yes it's a fact callista is in prison answered he and on suspicion of christianity callista callista christianity said agellius bewildered do i hear aright she a christian oh impossible uncle you don't mean to say that she is in prison tell me tell me my dear dear jucundus what this wonderful news means you ought to know more about it than i answered he if there is any meaning in it but if you want my opinion here it is i don't believe she is more a christian than i am but i think she is over head and ears in love with you and she has some notion that she is paying you a compliment or interesting you in her or sharing your fate i can't pretend to unravel the vagaries and tantrums of the female mind by saying that she is what she is not if not perhaps she has done it out of spite and contradiction you can never answer for a woman whom should she spite whom contradict cried agellius thrown for the moment off his balance oh callista callista in prison for christianity oh if it's true that she is a christian but what if she is not he added with great terror what if she's not and yet in prison as if she were how are we to get her out uncle impossible no she's not a christian she is not at all she ought not to be there yet how wonderful well i'm sure of it too said jucundus i'd stake the best image in my shop that she's not a christian but what if she is perverse enough to say she is and such things are not uncommon then i say what in the world is to be done if she says she is why she is there you are and what can you do you don't mean to say exclaimed agellius that that sweet delicate child is in that horrible hole impossible and he nearly shrieked at the thought what is the meaning of it all dear dear uncle do tell me something more about it why did you not tell me before what can be done jucundus thought he now had him in his hand why it's plain he answered what can be done she's no christian we both agree it's certain too that she chooses to say she is or something like it there's just one person who has influence with her to make her tell the truth ha ah, cried agellius starting as if an asp had bitten him jucundus kept silence and let the poison of the said asp work a while in his nephew's blood agellius put his hands before his eyes and with his elbows on his knees began moving to and fro as if in intense pain i repeat what i have said jucundus observed at length i do really think that she imagines a certain young gentleman is likely to be in trouble and that she is determined to share the trouble with him but it isn't true cried agellius with great vehemence it's not true if she really is not a christian oh my dear lord surely they won't put her to death as if she was but if she has made up her mind to be in the same boat with you and will be a christian while you are a christian what on earth can we do agellius 
asked Jucundus. "'You have the whole matter in a nutshell.' "'She does not love me,' cried Agellius. "'No, she has given me no reason to think so. "'I am sure she does not. "'She's nothing to me. "'That cannot be the reason of her conduct. "'I have no power over her. "'I could not persuade her. "'What, what does all this mean? "'And I shut up here.' and he began walking about the little room as if such locomotion tended to bring him out of it well answered jucundus it is easy to ascertain i suppose you could be let out to see her but he was going on too fast agellius did not attend to him poor sweet callista he exclaimed she's innocent she's innocent i mean she's not a christian ah he screamed out in great agony as the whole state of the case unrolled itself to his apprehension she will die though not a christian she will die without faith without love she will die in her sins she will die done to death by false report of accepting that by which alone she could be carried safely through death unto life oh my lord spare me and he sank upon the ground in a collapse of misery. Jucundus was touched, and still more alarmed. "'Come, come, my boy,' he said. "'You will rouse the whole neighbourhood. Give over. Be a man. All will be right. If she's not a Christian, and she's not, she shall not die a Christian's death. Something will turn up. She's not in any hole at all, but in a decent lodging, and you shall see her, and console her, and all will be right. Yes, I will see her, said Agellius, in a sort of musing manner. She is either a Christian, or she is not. If she is a Christian, and his voice faltered, but if she is not, she shall live till she is. Well said, answered Jucundus, till she is. She shall live till she is yes i can get you to see her you shall bring her out of prison a smile a whisper from you and all her fretfulness and ill-humour will vanish like a mist before the powerful burning sun and we shall all be as happy as the immortal gods oh my uncle said agellius gravely the language of jucundus had shocked him and brought him to a better mind he turned away from jucundus and leaned his face against the wall then he turned round again and said, If she is a Christian, I ought to rejoice, and I do rejoice. God be praised. If she is not a Christian, I ought at once to make her one. If she has already the penalty of a Christian, she is surely destined for the privilege. And how should I go, he said, half speaking to himself, how should i go to tell her that she is not yet a christian and bid her swear by jupiter because that is her god in order that she may escape imprisonment and death am i to do the part of a heathen priest or infidel sophist o oh, cacilius how am i forgetting your lessons no i will go on no such errand go i will if i may jucundus but i will go on no conditions of yours I go on no promise to try to get her out of prison anyhow, poor child. I will not go to make her sacrifice to a false god. I go to persuade her to stay in prison, by deserving to stay. Perhaps I am not the best person to go, but if I go, I go free. I go willing to die myself for my lord. 
glad to make her die for him agellius said this in so determined a way so calmly with such a grasp of the existing posture of affairs and of the whole circumstances of the case that it was now jucundus's turn to feel surprise and annoyance for a time he did not take in what agellius meant nor could he to the last follow his train of feeling when he saw what may be called the upshot of the matter he became very angry and spoke with great violence by degrees he calmed and then the strong feeling came on him again that it was impossible if a meeting took place between the two that it could end in any way but one he defied any two young people who loved each other to come to any but one conclusion agellius's mood was too excited too tragic to last the sight of callista in that dreadful prison perhaps in chains waiting in order to be free for ability to say the words i am not a christian and that ability waiting for the same words from himself would bring the affair to a very speedy issue as if he could love a fancy better than he loved callista agellius too had already expressed a misgiving himself on that head so far they were agreed and to tell the truth it was a very difficult transaction for a young man and giving our poor agellius all credit for pure intention and firm resolve we really should have been very sorry to see him involved in a trial which would have demanded of him a most heroic faith and the detachment of a saint we therefore are not sorry that in matter of fact he gained the merit of so virtuous a determination without being called on to execute it for it so happened that a most unexpected event occurred to him not many hours afterwards which will oblige us to take up here rather abruptly the history of one of our other personages End of chapter twenty two